the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus, and it's always a pleasure to welcome to the program our next guest. He is Jason Beardsley, and Jason is with an organization called Know Our Past, Defend Liberty. He has been with the Association of the U.S. Navy in the past, and I'm following your Twitter, and I see you got another uh, position this week advocating for veterans, which is why I love having you on because of your service in multiple military branches and your distinguished service, the way you've been honored, and uh, this is a neat day to have you on because today is the anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. Oh, Bruce, first of all, great to be on. Uh, it's such a good uh, day to kind of stop and celebrate who we are as Americans. You mentioned the uh, veteran advocacy that I enjoy doing it, but I love this country, and, and veterans are really here to stand for the rights of the citizens, you know, and when we do it well, everything that we do in the in the sphere of military uh, sort of uh, adventures, if you will, or wars, are about protecting the greatest liberties in the greatest country of the world. So I know people are getting ready for Christmas. It's a great time to stop and kind of remind ourselves about how we got to these liberties. And December 16th being the anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. What a what a phenomenal day. Yeah, and I think the, the, one of the reasons why it's, uh, you know, such a cool event is because it channeled or showed the spirit of people who wanted to manage their own affairs, uh, form their own government. And a lot of conservatives now are questioning, uh, you know, could we ever get to the point where we have those same shared values that we had that birthed the revolution and made us the greatest country in the world? I still think we are, but I think we have challenges. And one of the challenges out there I think we see playing out through the Elon Musk story and other instances is that – you know, the the rule of law, the everybody's treated equally under the law is uh, a little bit of something that I think a lot of people wonder if that applies when you think about the Hunter Biden laptop story and you think about the prisoner exchange where an arms dealer goes back to Russia and we get a WNBA basketball player and we leave a Marine in prison over there. Like as a veteran, you observe all this from 40,000 feet. Like where do you think we are as America right now in terms of uniting the way that we did uh, for the Boston Tea Party and for the American Revolution? I think we're we see some uh, very strange parallels, and we're in a real place of sort of tragedy. But here's some of the parallels that take us back to that Boston Tea Party. You mentioned Elon Musk and Brittany Griner and and the Marine that we've left behind. Well, one of the things that made the Boston Tea Party possible were these committees of correspondence, where uh, you know patriots and colonists around uh, the 13 colonies were writing with each other. They had a free place to express their ideas. That's the First Amendment, uh, you know, freedom of speech, which is what we see engaged at that uh, front of the warfare where Elon Musk is opening Twitter and trying to keep what was the spirit of these committees of correspondence alive. We also see 
Um, one of the things that Crown did, England did, to oppress the colonists at the time were these writs of assistance, a writ, writ of assistance, kind of like a, uh, a warrant or a search warrant. And they were general. They weren't specific. In other words, they, could, they would allow the British to kind of search anybody they wanted anytime and take their properties. Uh, that included intellectual property. We're seeing that now with big tech that searches, you know, Americans past and data and then collects it and then sells it off. So the point is the kind of things that stirred the rebellion uh, during that, uh, that sort of moment of our history, they're happening again. The difference is, do we have the same people writing and reading it and sharing the thoughts together that are stirring up the hearts of men and patriots to reclaim their liberties? It has to be done every generation. So a day like today, we should kind of remind ourselves this this doesn't happen freely. It happens because people uh, join together with great ideas, and they come together in the spirit of cooperation, first to address the problem, and then to make the action after the address. We're addressing it now through the legal means, but it's got to be more than that. Yeah, agree totally. Jason Beardsley is our guest. You can follow Jason on Twitter at Jason R. Beardsley, and you can find the website for Know Our Past, Defend Liberty at KOP dl.com. Let's talk about the military a little bit. Uh, recruiting is way down. Uh, part of the reason why we have a shortage of, uh, of service personnel is because we chased a bunch of people out with vaccine mandates. Uh, there are those who would like to get those uh, service personnel reinstated with back pay. And I think the Biden administration is pushing back against that as an advocate for military uh, affairs and people who are serving uh, where do you think this is headed, and uh, is this a done deal that these people are are done, their contracts are ended, and they're not going to be allowed back in the military? Okay, it's, it's a great question. In one in one sense, uh, Bruce, it's a done deal, and here's what I mean. I've got a good friend serving in a command position now. He's been sidelined because he refused the vaccine. He hasn't been let go, but he's sidelined. His career is deadlined. He can't promote accordingly with his um, his peers. So he's even if they remove this it's already hurt his career. And that's going to be the case for other service members who have done this or gone through this or gone out. Even if they get some recompense, it can never make up with uh, what they were doing in the past. So number one, that's a bit of a purge that we've seen. And it happens politically from time to time where leaders get in, in, in charge of a nation or in charge of a military and they purge the type of people they don't want serving. Mm. This is very um, historically common, if you will. And when we see it in the United States, we've got to fight it. And fighting it is difficult now because we've lost control of things like the um, professional military academies. But more importantly, the ethos. Why do people serve? And I'm ashamed to say this, Bruce, but, you know, the spate of commercials we recently saw for Army recruiting suggested that the reason you ought to join the Army is you're going to get a, a bigger house and early retirement it's the way of recruiting a mercantile or a, a mercenary-like spirit rather than one that is fighting for the cause of liberty around the world. So we're in a very dangerous place, and if citizens don't know that, that's why we, we, we call this sort of organization Know Our Past, Defend Liberty. We can't really defend those liberties until we really understand how we got them. So it's very precarious. Yeah, absolutely it is. And I'd like to get your spin, too, Jason, on uh, the way we're funding the war in Ukraine. And certainly, I think we all view Russia as uh, an enemy, somebody that doesn't have the best interests of America at hand. We'd all love to have the Ukrainian people be free, but a lot of money is going to fund Ukrainian military operations. And I see reports that the American military is not funded and is not as, uh, let's say, expert in its ability to get things done as it used to be. 
Uh, you're close to the situation. What do you think of the whole Ukrainian funding situation? I, I love that you laid it out this way because that's that's how I see the fight as well. Is number one, our own military is just coming off of two 20-year wars, which we really, uh, you know, in a sense, lost. We got no gain out of that. Our militaries are underperforming, under recruiting. We don't have a, a, a fleet that's the size of the Chinese fleet that's capable of, you know, really competing with near peers. And Russia, their economy is about the size of Texas. They're not a real threat to the United States. So number one, the government really owes, the president and Congress owe the American people an explanation as to why we're funding someone else and what the priorities are. Everyone's heard the term democracy, but nobody quite knows what that means. Ukraine's not a democracy. They're phenomenally corrupt. So the money we're sending there, the $68 billion or so, is being pilfered and siphoned off by plenty of like guerrilla warfare leaders below. I've got a friend that's in the embassy there. He's talking about buying um, – his source is buying uh, Stinger and Javelin missiles for bottles of scotch, right? So we're going to see a lot of problems with accountability. We're going to see a lot of problems with corruption. So for that, for all of that, the Congress needs to make a declaration of war or determine what the proxy war is or why we're there – and why we're spending this money, particularly when our United States military is suffering. So I, I think you laid out the case very well. And if Americans aren't upset by this, then that just means they're not paying attention. And when, when Americans don't pay attention, Congress is lazy. The presidents aren't really interested in the, in the people first. And so if we don't hold them accountable, they're going to continue in this mischievous. And that's something that I think Americans ought to be upset about, particularly with inflation where it is in our economy. So I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, before we go, we got about 30 seconds left. I just want to give you a chance to uh, extol the virtues of adaptive sports connections here in Columbus. You guys do a lot of things with uh, veterans. They're partnered with you, people who've lost legs, limbs, and other things. And as we said the last time, you've partnered with an, a Marine, U.S. Marine-owned company locally, uh, Millspin Products. People can go to KOPDL. Dot com and find these great products. Very distinctive and very affordable for Christmas. 20, 30 bucks, really uniquely American things. Yeah, they're great items because they're unique, as you said, and you're going to love them, first of all. But adaptive sports is really what's behind this. How do you get veterans who have been injured or, you know, war wounded back into sports or back into outdoor activities? And it's groups like this that will come along and uh, not just mentor, but share facilities and resources. And resources is everything. One of the drawbacks of doing a show in two different markets is you have hard outs every break, and you can't fudge the time and spend as much time as you want to with uh, certain guests. So I certainly thank Jason Beardsley of Know Our Past, Defend Liberty, for coming on. And um, we had some people on uh, my email say, hey, hey, I want to know more about that site that you mentioned at the end. <laughs> okay. Know Our Past, Defend Liberty is just the initials of the site for their website, K-O-P-D-L, Know Our Past, Defend Liberty. Five words, K-O-P-D-L. And if you're still looking for something distinctive for Christmas, I, I clicked on uh, their uh, Adaptive Sports Connection partnership. And again, Adaptive Sports Connection is a Columbus organization which organizes and enables veterans who have lost limbs, that's the adaptive part, to still be active, still be physically engaged. 
and do a lot of things that they love doing. But because they've lost the lower part of their leg, hand, arm, whatever, they need to have adaptive allowances made so that they can continue to do those things. So it's a 501c3 charitable organization. And if you want to support it, you can, of course, Google them and find them, or you can buy really cool merchandise that KOPDL and a local uh, vendor, and that local vendor is Millspin, and Millspin is owned by U.S. Marines, so this is veteran all the way around. You can't miss it. Uh, you can't miss by partnering with them. And boy, do they have some cool stuff. M- metal, they got to be special experts at metal fabricating. they got flags, they've got... Um, you know, the glasses that, not the glasses, but the, the, not, for lack of a better term, it's like a cooler glass, like a Yeti tumbler. A tumbler, that's the word I was looking for. Know our past, defend liberty with a really cool etched flag on it. Bottle openers, hats, coasters, on and on and on. Really cool site. So K-O-P-D-L and click through to Millspin and buy something to support veterans who are participating in sports through Adaptive Sports Connection here in Columbus. Now, when I talk to a patriot like Jason, you know, it just it gets me fired up about my dad who served in the military. It gets me fired up about people who are still passionate about this country and what this country can be. And one of the things that makes us unique is that we air our dirty laundry. And we have to air our dirty laundry because otherwise we start getting into this danger zone where we are picking and choosing who can be... Uh, favored and who can be not favored. I think one of the biggest dangers we have now is that we have advanced to the point where no matter, well, how powerful you are determines whether or not you are held responsible for your actions. I think about Hillary Clinton and the email server and James Comey, the FBI director, coming out and saying six ways a Sunday she's guilty and this is a crime, but we don't think she intended to commit a crime. Is that the standard now? If that's the standard, then Sam Bankman-Fried's going free. The guy who bilked investors out of billions of dollars, he's playing his crypto-kleptomaniac routine as just a a crazy kid. I didn't didn't really know what I was doing. Really? You didn't know what you were doing? Well, I said for years, ignorance is no excuse. So why is it an excuse for Hillary? Why is it an excuse for Sam Bankman-Fried? Oh, Hunter Biden's had a really tough life. Hunter's had a tough life. And he's overcome so much. Is it time to leave Hunter Biden alone? No, it's not. Because he committed crimes. And he should be held accountable for those crimes. Now, that's not just a recent phenomenon. You say, well, give me an example from the past of something that... uh, we're still keeping a secret on, right? We aired our dirty laundry on slavery, and we admitted we made a big mistake with slavery, and we've tried to make it right, and I think we are a country now that has less racism in it than any country in the world. But I'll give you a for instance that's still going on, and the transparency is not there. The assassination of John F. Kennedy, okay? Now, I don't want to like come at you out of left field, but why is the assassination of John F. Kennedy in the news? Because yesterday... The Biden administration released 13,000 documents pertaining to the Kennedy assassination. These documents had never been released before. Are all the documents released? Answer, no. Question I have is why. Why? Who are we protecting? 
with the Kennedy assassination? Why do we still have to have thousands and thousands of documents that haven't been released? Oh, yeah, but 97% of the records have been released. Well, why haven't 100% of the records been released? I mean, is there anybody still alive who would have had any role in the Kennedy assassination in 1963? That was going to be my question. Who's still alive? <laughs> like 69 years ago? How could that be? I mean, what's the big secret? And the reason that these documents are not being released, I don't know, but the assumption is the reason they're not being released is because why? Well, they've got to protect somebody. Is it a somebody or is it a something? Because a somebody, well, Oswald's gone, Ruby's gone, everybody on the Warren Commission is gone, everybody in the Kennedy family's gone, except they're, what, third generation after? No, but what's still around that was around then? Oh, organizations, FBI, CIA. FBI, CIA, both still around. What if there's something in the documents that makes those organizations look bad? It's not a good time for those organizations to look bad because those organizations are doing a good job of not looking good all on their own. Tucker Carlson was weighing in on this last night, and Tucker can be sometimes a little little out there. So he has an unnamed source, and of course he's unnamed, so he is not identified, and it's just one source. But this is the clip from Tucker Carlson last night that's getting a lot of play. And, of course, people on the left are mocking Tucker Carlson. Oh, look at this nut job. And people on the right are like, hmm, well, that's interesting. CIA Director Mike Pompeo withheld, in the end, thousands of pages of CIA documents. Today, this afternoon, the Biden administration did exactly the same thing. That would be thousands of pages of documents after nearly 60 years. After the death of every single person involved but we still can't see them. Clearly, it's not to protect any person. They're all dead. It's to protect an institution. But why? Well, today we decided to find out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still-hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. So that's going to get a lot of headlines. But the quote, I believe they were involved, that doesn't prove anything. It's one guy's belief. The only way we're going to know is release all the documents. But they're pushing this back, kicking this can down the road every single time. Now, the Biden administration yesterday said any information that agencies propose for continued postponement of the public release of Kennedy assassination documents beyond June the 30th, 2023, shall be limited to the absolute minimum under the statutory standard. What's, why is there still a guarded approach to this? Like, put it out there so we all know what went on. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.